Hey, Love Intently Tribe. Welcome back to the Love Intently Podcast, where we have conversations with couples, thought leaders, and researchers about what it takes to have a thriving modern-day relationship. Our mission is to empower thriving relationships. We have not been as consistent lately, which you've probably noticed. I've been personally coming out of one of the deepest healing seasons of my entire life, and I haven't shared a lot about it publicly, but I plan on doing so soon, and I'm gearing up to do a whole series on doing your own work and a series on dating this summer. So I am super excited, but if you have guests or questions or topics that you would love for me to cover, please shoot them over my way, either at hello at loveintently.com via email or find us on Instagram and just shoot in a DM. I see literally every message. And if I don't, somebody that's helping me produce this podcast will see it. So please shoot those over. I would love to produce that content, to ask those questions to answer them as best as I can and do research on the questions if I don't have the answers. And also, I just want to say thank you so much for the feedback around the attachment style episode between me and Annabelle. That was by far one of the most vulnerable things that I put out on the internet. And it's just really special to see how many people have been impacted by it. And so I've been really thinking about doing more content around the attachment style and digging a little deeper on both my own journey and just sharing that, but also having conversations with other people as well. So if you have any questions around that specifically or think there's people that you would be good guests, please shoot them over my way. Um, my heart is to empower you. And so any way that I can do that just makes me really excited. Today, we have the absolute pleasure to talk to Tiffany and Joseph from Discovering We. Discovering We is a blog that Tiffany runs where she helps millennial couples grow in marriage and relationships. They get honest and give practicals behind long distance dating, infertility and miscarriage, and how they live on one income as Joseph finishes school and more. I really love their heart to see other couples thrive and I think you will too. Our conversation was really sweet and practical and they're just a great couple. So without further ado, here is our conversation. Hi, Tiffany and Joseph. It's such a pleasure to have you guys here, and I'm so excited to share with our audience on what Discovering We is. Welcome to Love and Tilly Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, We're for having us. really excited to, to be here. Yeah, I would love to hear how long you guys have been together, how you met, and how you started dating. Yeah. Um, do you want to take that off? <laughs> Sure. Uh, we've been together for about nine years now, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we met at a uh, Christian camp, we're both serving as junior high leaders, and we're both just in charge. And, you know, we didn't really think anything of it, you know, and we're just yeah. serving there. And we, we weren't really expecting to meet anybody. It just so happened that we um, were both serving as, you know, junior high uh, leaders and did not expect to meet anybody at camp and especially did not expect to meet somebody who would be, you know, my husband or, you know, wife one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really just, you know, you know, a, a blessing and by the grace of God that we were able to meet that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have 
been together, you know, as my husband said, for for about nine years now Mm -hmm. um, and married for two years. So we were also in a long distance relationship for five years. Um, He was from um, St. Paul, the Twin Cities here in Minnesota, and then I am originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So for about five years in our relationship, we were in a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I I moved up to the Twin Cities and then we were able to um, live in the same city. Uh, And it was really weird. It was a really different dynamic going from a long distance relationship to a relationship where you actually get to see each other every day Mm -hmm. Um, because we were so used to only seeing each other maybe once a month or so, Mm -hmm. um, which was really hard. But I don't think either one of us would have regretted or we we don't regret being in a long distance relationship because Mm -hmm. it taught us so much about each other, about communication, about trust. trust. Yes, that's probably the biggest one. but yeah, we were in that long distance relationship for five years. And then, you know, we got married two years ago. And so it's been about nine years for us, a mm-hmm. nine year journey so far. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I get asked this question a lot for long distance tips. What do you guys like? What do you guys suggest for couples? Um, I know a lot of people sometimes long distance can be a deal breaker. So what was that like for you guys and, and what worked for you? Yeah. Um, well, I, for me, I actually, I, I, I liked that we were long distance mm-hmm. and it wasn't because like, you know, I got tired of seeing him or I just didn't want to, you know, talk to him or anything like that. But it really taught me a lot about myself mm-hmm. um, and about what kind of relationship I wanted to be in and what to look forward to. Um, Cause you know, they, they, you know, they say distance make the heart grow fonder and it, it really did for us. Cause mm-hmm. whenever we got to see each other, we were really intentional about our time with each other. We didn't waste a minute when we were together because we knew we only had like the weekend or, you know, we only had a few days to, to see each other and spend time with each mm-hmm. other. But, you know, the biggest kind of tip and advice that I would give to anybody who's in a long distance relationship is to just have faith um, and to really trust each other. Um, because, you know, if you, instead of just looking at your current situation of how, you know, whatever distance, whether it's, you know, a hundred miles or if it's a thousand miles, you know, one day the hope and the goal is to get married and to be with each other. And, and once you get to that point, you'll get to see each other every single day. So that's what really kept me motivated and gave me hope um, and really kept my faith in our, in our relationship that one day, we're not going to have to worry about distance. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be able to be with each other and spend time with each other. And that's what really kept me going. And yeah, one thing for me too is, you know, we really had to, um, you know, fight our insecurities, you know, mm-hmm. because you never know what uh, the other person's doing. And so uh, it's a good thing to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like an inside battle, but then mm-hmm. you yourself have to be, you know, I'm I'm not gonna like give advice I can give to people, but I I could just I would examine yourself first. You know, you have to be yourself a faithful person, mm-hmm. and you have to you know ask yourself, do you want a day for marriage? And if this relationship is right for you, then we'll keep going. You know, mm-hmm. and so I I think that's what I would give. Yeah. Did you guys take any breaks in the five years together? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we broke up at least like you know, four or five times. Um, it actually got pretty bad one time. I actually like, you know, cause we would write letters to each other, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time, this was like my first time I got a cell phone. So, and I didn't have texting because my parents would not allow me to have texting. So this was during the time when like, we could only call each other after nine o'clock because that's when you get free minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
but we, you know, we would write letters to each other and we would send each other gifts in the mail. And I think one time, like it got so bad that I think I threw everything that he gave me away, like all the letters, all the gifts. Um, and some of the things like I even mailed it back to him. And now that, you know, we're married and I look back on it, I think, shoot, I shouldn't have done that because it would have been so much fun to, you know, look back on those memories and read those letters of, you know, how we were feeling at the time and just the emotions that we were going through. But, you know, at, at the time I thought that, you know, it was good. It was pretty over between us. Um, but, you know, we, we, we are actually each other's first boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, so oh, we, wow. we were dating with the intention on getting married and we were really intentional about who we wanted to be in a relationship with, because we knew that that person we date was going to be the person we mm-hmm. ended up marrying. Um, so we, tr- you know, even though we had a lot of fights and everything at the end of the day, you know, we still ended up coming back to each other because we knew that we didn't want to put in all of this work into our relationship just to call it quits in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how old were you guys when you started dating? So I was 18. I was 21. He was 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we're three years apart and mm-hmm. we were at very different stages in our lives mm-hmm. at that time too. And yeah. when I think about it, I'm like, was that too young? But then, you know, I actually, I think it worked out perfect for us because mm-hmm. we wouldn't be where we are now if yeah. Yeah. maturity levels the same. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when did you know that this was somebody that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Like through all the years of distance and all that, like was there a specific point or like when did you kind of know? Well, for me, I actually knew like a month after we started dating, which is really weird because that's still really early in our relationship. Uh, But as I had mentioned, you know, like we were dating with the intention of getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew that I wasn't going to just give up on him. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he, you know, my husband and I, we we both had people previously that, you know, we had talked to or that we were interested in potentially getting into a relationship with. But we both kind of always had that feeling like, no, this this doesn't feel right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's there was always like, you know, a few things off with those kind of, you know, relationships where we didn't pursue it further. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew that, well, I knew that once, you know, we started dating and everything that, you know, I, I wanted to marry this man. Um, and it was really like soon afterwards. Cause you know, I, it's funny. Cause I think we actually fell in love over the phone mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're that that's the only way we were able to communicate with each other is, you know, mm-hmm. late nights over the phone or like through Skype and all of that. Um, but I knew that, you know, I've never met anyone more loyal than my husband. Um, even though we had gone through our fights and our disagreements and when we had wanted to split up, he was always loyal to me. And that was something that I really valued, um, in him and in a partner and Mm -hmm. someone that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. And as for me, uh, you know, she reached her conclusion a little bit sooner than I, (laughs) I did. Um, I think for me, it took me about a year, um, before I started to realize that maybe she was the one for me. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, like I had to think back to the beginning of our relationship, you know, like why are we together in the first mm-hmm. place? You know, er- all the signs are pointing to her in the first place. So this kind of confirms, you know, that, you know, she's the one for you. And and so, yeah, that took about a year for me. You know?
Okay, so talk to me about discovering we. How did you come up with that? What is it?、Um, what's inspiration behind yeah, it? Yeah, so、um, I started discovering we about two years ago after we had gotten married. It was about maybe a month or two after、um, our wedding, and at first it started off just as a way for me to blog and document about marriage life because you know this is something it, it's single life and marriage life is completely different, you know, and you. Uh, you know, I went 25 years of my life being single, and now all of a sudden it was it was going to change, and it was something that I knew that I needed to learn how to how to be a wife. You know, because I I've only known what it was like to be a sister or a daughter, and I didn't realize the responsibility that came with being a wife.、Um, so I started it as a way to just document my journey, and for me to be able to. Share with myself. Actually, I didn't intend it on being anything that I would share with other people or that anybody would be interested in reading. It was kind of like a diary, you know, of things that I was going through in in our marriage, and I wanted to be able to look back, you know, a month from now, a year from now, and read back back on my blog post to see what have I learned. You know, have I grown in my marriage? Have I grown? Personally, what are we still doing the same? You know, what's working, what's not working, and、um, the name "Discovering We." It's it's really just it. It really is all about that. You know, you go your whole life being one person, and when you make the decision to get married, you really need to learn how to discover who you are and who your identity is in marriage. And so, it's all about going from everything being about me to everything now being about we. And so, discovering we is just that it's it's a marriage journey. And even though you know I'm the one that really does a lot of the the writing the blog posts and you know social media and everything, like my husband is the one that comes up with all the ideas. You know he he is the inspiration behind every single blog post. And even though he doesn't do any writing himself, I consider him the visionary, and I'm just the operator. You know he's the one with the ideas with the He teaches me lessons, and that's what I end up writing about in my blog posts.、Um, it's really him that draws that inspiration for me, and in that way, we kind of work together as you know, discovering we together through his visions and my operations. Yeah, what、uh, was one of like the lowest points in your marriage that kind of inspired you to do this work? Because I feel like. A lot of times, people get married in the first year, and they're like, "It's all rosy, everything is great." What do you mean things、yeah. are hard? What was that for you guys? I mean, we both reflected on this question,、uh, and I think we're kind of like, "Well, I don't think we've reached a, a low point in our marriage, but we've had like some really big arguments、mm-hmm. where you know things got pretty bad." Yeah, yeah. It, it got pretty bad, but it's not like. You know, looking back at it, it's not really like a low point in our marriage. Yeah, I think it was just a situation. Yeah,、thing. I think that we we haven't had like there wasn't there hasn't been one defining moment where it was like this is like a make it or break it point for us in our marriage. I think there's been a lot of. Hiccups or bumps in the road that we have come across, and you know we fight, we argue, we you know we we do that every single week, you know.、Mm-hmm. And our first year, well,、uh, and I feel our first year of marriage was actually the hardest, and it was the hardest for me because I had to realize that I, whatever was going on in our relationship, if we were struggling with something, I could not just put the blame on him. 
you know, because I am very much in this marriage as much as he is. And instead of focusing on what can I change about him and what can he do to, you know, benefit me, I had to really dig deep and look at, okay, what is it that I'm doing? Because I can't control and I can't change him. I can't make him do what I want him to do, but I can control and I can, you know, change what I think and what I do. And instead of going from a you mentality, it was more so of a me mentality. And I think every single time that we've gone through struggles in our marriage, we've really tried to take a look at it and see what is it that we can learn from this so that we can become better together in our marriage and really lift up and encourage each other instead of tearing each other down. I don't know if there's been like one really big low point in our marriage. It's our, our marriage is like, it's like a roller coaster it goes up and down, up and down. It's, it's not like a mountain where there's a really high peak and then a really low, you know, steep. Mm-hmm. So it's, we, we try to stay pretty consistent in, mm-hmm. in our marriage, but um, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what the future looks like too. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> we're always preparing for that, but you know, we want to take every, every opportunity as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. What are some breakthroughs that you've had in your relationship about like how you kind of relate to each other? Even earlier in your relationship, I mean, so much of it was dependent on just like Skype and phone calls. Um, What are some of those breakthroughs that you guys have had? Um, So we are actually very, very opposite. You know, I know that a lot of folks say that, you know, that in their relationships, they're opposite. And, you know, they say opposites attract and everything. And that could not be more true for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've always like we we fight hard, but we also love hard, you know, and that was one of the things that I think we both had to realize early on in the relationship is that, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're not each other's enemies. You know, we're here together. We're here to work through things together. And it's really about accomplishing our goals together and really moving forward in a way where we can support one another. And so I think that's where we, you know, it was a breakthrough for us that, yes, like we're not each other's enemies. You know, we we're here to support and to encourage and love each other so that we can bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. And in that way, we started to see, you know, like even though we have so many differences, we have the same goals. You know, mm-hmm. we have the same dreams. We have the same wants in life. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what really has helped us to connect a lot more and to work together a lot better mm-hmm. than how we did when we first started dating. Yeah, I guess one of the big big breakthroughs for me was when you moved to, to Minnesota here, because that allowed us to work on ourselves and to work in this relationship on a more serious level mm-hmm. and to practice marriage mm-hmm. uh, in that case. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to to focus on, you know, not just me, but you, you know, because you're always going to be there after work or things like that. And so we, we spent more time together and therefore we, we started building each other up and our relationship become, uh, started to become stronger. Um, and there were times where we're just like, you know, get out of my face. I don't want to see you, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, like through all that, and we just have to think, you know, like, okay, this is how marriage is going to be. We're going to be with each other every day. And so how, are we going to make this into a thing where we can stand each other <laughs> for like every day? And, you know, from there on, we just kind of built our relationship on from there. Awesome. Um, 
Okay. And with Discovering We, I saw that you guys have a course or a community that you guys launched. Yeah. Um, so um, it's, it's something that we, we have a few things um, in the works uh, and kind of excited for some plans that we have with Discovering We. Uh, but the first step in that was actually a, um, a binder bundle that I recently just launched. It's called the Organized Wife Binder Bundle. Um, and so me, I'm a very organized type of person. Um, you know, I, I like to plan out my days, my months, my weeks. You know, I um, keep track of our budget, but also being married, you know, we are very intentional about our time that we spend together. And so we also plan out our date nights and, you know, time to to spend time with each other and um, plan out our goals, uh, our marriage goals together. And so I launched um, a organized wife binder bundle that's available on our website. And uh, what's included in the binder bundle is 14 different templates to help you stay organized in life and in marriage. So there's templates in there for budget, vacation planning, a daily planner, monthly planner, meal planners. And my favorite is the date night planner, because of course, date night is the most important for us when we are married. Um, so that we can be really intentional about spending time with each other. Um, and so there's 14 different templates in that binder that's available um, to use. And those are, it's a um, downloadable PDF. So um, it's available on the website. And once you purchase it, you can get the link to download it. You you can download it for as many times as you want um, and you have access to it for life. Awesome. Okay. One other thing I wanted to ask you guys about was what are you guys currently dreaming for individually or together? Uh, I think together is we're trying to create, uh, make a family. Um, I think that's one thing that we've always uh, talked about and that's one reoccurring theme that, you know, tends to be, floating around in our minds and, you know, hopefully buying a bigger house and becoming <laughs> financially free. I mean, that's, that's the dream. That's, that's every marriage couple's dream yeah. or every, every uh, adult's dream there is to be financially free. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think what, you know, what my husband said is just, you know, right on, you know, we want to be able to start a family one day and this actually goes Maybe, maybe it kind of goes back to the question that you had about one of the lower points in our marriage. And it wasn't really a low point between the two of us, but it was um, earlier this year, we actually had a miscarriage mm. um, and we were, we, we've been family planning and, um, you know, we, it, it hasn't worked out for us yet. Um, mm. And earlier this year we had a miscarriage and it was just a time where we were, it was really hard for the both of us because, mm. you know, we were so excited about becoming parents and then, you know, just along the lines of development, it just, you know, it, it didn't work out for us. And it was something that, you know, we were struggling with for a few weeks because we just didn't understand why it happened to us and, you know, what did we do wrong? Or And, and it really hit me hard. You know, what did I do wrong? What, what could I have done to make sure that we didn't have a miscarriage? But through that, you know, we, we knew that there was a higher power at work and that there were other plans for us um, throughout this rest, the rest of this year. And, you know, those plans were really revealed to us. You know, we're, we're in November now or, you know, towards the end of 2018. And really reflecting back, there's a lot of things that would not have happened to us if we did have a child. You know, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had the opportunity to, to buy a home. We wouldn't have mm -hmm. had the opportunities at work and, you know, with our jobs 
So there, there was just a lot of things that we, we weren't ready yet. We thought we were, but we just weren't ready yet. And we're, we're at peace with that. You know, we, it was hard to understand at first, but we're at peace with it now. And, you know, and along the lines of, you know, what is it that we hope, you know, our goals together is, is really to, to start a family one day and to really share our lives with, you know, a child or with our children and really live that life with them and, and really be able to live a life together. Um, and individually, I think, you know, for both of us, we still want to continue working on ourselves so that we can be our best selves for each other because mm-hmm. we can't give each other our best if we aren't our best. Um, so it's always constantly something that we're looking to work at with each other, but also in our marriage. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think it's something that people so rarely talk about, but it's something that's come up quite a bit with the couples we've talked to, and it's way more common than than what society lets on. Is there anything that you would say, like looking back at yourself in that moment, um, is there anything that you would say to someone else that's going through something similar in that season? Um, and like, what was helpful? Like how, what would have been the most supportive thing for someone um, that loves you and doesn't know quite how to love you in that moment? Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because I actually wrote a blog post about this. I, I wrote two blog posts, mm. one that shared our story of our miscarriage. And then I wrote another blog post about how to support someone who is going through a miscarriage or who has gone through a miscarriage. Because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, a, it, it does happen more often than, you know, you think, you know, one in four women have a miscarriage, you know, and it's something that I feel is so taboo in our society to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage other women and let them know that, you know, you're not alone in this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even for husbands too, mm-hmm. um, that even though you go through something like this, you can overcome it. You know, there are other blessings that are going to be Mm -hmm. coming your way and you may not understand it at the time, but, you know, with, with time, you will see that, you know, there are other blessings that are coming your way, Mm -hmm. even if it may not be, you know, a child or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go through a miscarriage, it's, it's definitely really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time, I think I just really needed to hear that people cared you know, or that they, they, they heard me or that they see Mm -hmm. me and they, that I'm not alone. Cause Mm -hmm. that's, that's like one of the darkest times is to feel like you're the only one going through it. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention that once you released that article on Facebook, you know, like there were so many people coming up to us and like sharing their stories and, you know, Mm -hmm. your, your auntie came up to you too. And she's like sharing her stories and we're just like, Whoa, you know, like, we had no idea yeah, that we, so many of our friends and like even people that, you know, when I did share that, that article, like people who I don't even talk to that much, who I'm just kind of acquaintances on Facebook, like they messaged us and they mm-hmm. said, you know, thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, I thought that I was the only one that had gone through this. And I thought that there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. and to hear and to see that, you know, somebody else is going through that or has gone through that is so encouraging to hear. And I think that's something that we need to do as a society and as a culture to really support and uplift each other when times of, you know, despair and times, you know, really hard times come our way and knowing that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, you don't have Mm -hmm. to walk through that tunnel alone. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we have flashlights too, you know, Mm -hmm. we can help you get to that other end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just really, 
knowing that there's people who care and that there's people who can relate to you and that you can have a safe space to talk to people about it. Yeah. I think it's so incredibly brave, especially coming from more Asian backgrounds. Like I think there's a lot of, I don't know, it's just like historically, culturally, we didn't share that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, how has that been like for you? Of Was there ever any point like there where you kind of dealt with like the keeping face or shame type of thing in your process so far with Discovering Lee? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, that's something that I feel like we even still struggle with right now, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, for those who aren't familiar with Asian cultures. And, you know, like we we have relatives who will say to us, like, you know, why why aren't you guys having kids yet? You know, why, mm-hmm. you know, you, in order to be a man in the society, you need to have kids, mm-hmm. but, you know, they don't understand that, you know, we had a miscarriage, you know, we're trying to have kids. It's not like we're being mm-hmm. ignorant and we don't want to follow the customs and cultures of starting a family. Like it hurts a lot more when people say things like that, mm-hmm. that, you know, why, why, you know, you guys should be having kids now. You guys should start a family. You know, it, it's, it's something that, you should, I, I like, you know, we feel you should mm-hmm. never really say to people because you never know what kind of struggles they could be having. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in our Asian cultures as well, you know, as I mentioned, you're not seen as, you know, a man or a woman until you have kids and start mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really hard for us to say anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why we kept quiet about it for, you know, five months before we finally Mm. decided that we wanted to share our story with everybody Mm. and with our friends and our family. But then, you know, again, you, you get the folks coming to you and say, well, you shouldn't have done this, or maybe you did that. That's why Mm. it happened. And it's like, it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when, Mm -hmm. you know, we're the first ones in our marriage and our families to get married and everybody's Mm. looking forward to being an aunt or Mm. an uncle or a grandma or grandpa. And it's like, you know, we can't control some of these mm-hmm. things sometimes and it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah. um, but in yeah. the light of things, you know, like there's there's a lot of people that, you know, like like we mentioned earlier, have struggled with this and they they offer help too. you know, they're like, hey, try this Asian medicine. You know, like, <laughs> we're just like, oh, we don't know about that. You know? We'll, we'll do first, you yeah, know? We'll, we'll go get. Yeah, we'll go check with the doctors. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about some of those mm-hmm. quote unquote Asian medicines to help you get pregnant or, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help you have a boy if you're actually having a girl or, <laughs> yeah, you know, vice or, versa. Or, you know, <laughs> oh, man. Right, right. And a lot of that we're like, you know, I think, I think we're just going to keep praying and, you know, we're, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing and we'll see what happens from that. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we appreciate that you're thinking Mm -hmm. about us because, you know, everything done in the Asian culture is really just out of genuine love and care. And we want you to, you know, it's out of genuine love and care. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not any ill intent or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but you know, in those moments, we can just say thank you so much for thinking about us. Thank you for caring about us. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then just nod your head and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good practical advice on whether you are Asian yourself or married to somebody yeah. that is Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other tips like that as far as like having in-laws who are from the Asian culture on best practices on <laughs> navigating those conversations yeah well actually you know we live with our in-laws you know um we all actually live under the same roof together Mm -hmm. um no way yeah we do (laughs) do. and you know we 
you know, you you hear people saying, you know, like, don't live with your in-laws. It's the worst thing ever. And then you hear some people saying, you know, I love my, like, I love my in-laws. Like, they're amazing. Um, and it's a different experience for everybody. And I, I feel like in our Asian cultures, it's, um, it's a little bit more of a tradition to, you know, really be close with the family, whether that's living under the same roof or going to see each other every single day, because, you know, Asian cultures are so much about community and so much mm-hmm. about family. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, I mean, it's, it's definitely been uh, different family dynamics for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you just have to wait. Have so you live with both sets of parents? No, no, um, with with my husband's yeah. um, parents. Okay, yeah, his, got it. His parents and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely been um, an adjustment for me, <laughs> but you know, it's it's been a good it's been a good adjustment though, mm-hmm. um, because we did all move in together with the intention that when my husband and I start a family, you know, grandma and grandpa are right there. They can, you know, it, it's free daycare. <laughs> yeah. Daycares. Um, or one of the main reasons why we uh, decided to have them move in with us because yeah. I think daycare is like $500 per week. I, or I don't know what it is, but I just know it's expensive and we can't afford that. So if we can have grandma and grandpa under the same roof and we don't have to travel anywhere to drop off the kids before work, mm-hmm. we're going to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really just kind of seeing a lot of the the light in, in any kind of situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, I, I love my in-laws and, you know, my husband loves my family. So we never really had any issues or, you know, horror stories with in-laws that Mm -hmm. some folks may experience. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been really blessed to have parents who love us, you know, equally and Mm -hmm. who are always supportive of us. So it's, it does take a lot of patience and it does take, you know, some trust and you know, relationships are two-way streets. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to have a good relationship with your in-laws and with your family, mm-hmm. then you also have to be willing to put in that work. Or how do you guys manage it all? Because like right now you're in school, you're working full-time, you also have Discovering We, and yeah. like what are some things that you guys do to kind of like help you navigate all of it? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I still think we have a lot of free time. It's weird because it's like, you know, it's just like I was mentioning earlier, you know, if we didn't have a miscarriage and we had a child, I don't think that discovering we would be where it is right now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not to say that a child would have been a burden, but we would have just had different priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, we are blessed right now that we do have a lot of free time to, you know, spend time with each other. We have a lot of flexibility in our work and our schooling so that if we wanted to, you know, travel, we could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, if we wanted to focus our time on something specific, we have the ability and the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, you know, every day, you know, like for me, you know, I go to work, I come home. And as soon as I come home, I'm working on discovering we, you -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's a, it's become such a routine to me that it's almost kind of normal. But, you know, for us, we really find that it's important to still be able to spend time with each other. Mm -hmm. So in anything and everything that we do, like I'm always thinking about, okay, well, when can we go on a date? You know, Mm -hmm. when can we do something together? Um, Because, you know, our marriage is important to us Um, and it's our most important relationship. So, you know, we're still I think we're still trying to find a balance uh, Mm -hmm. for for some things, but I think we found a pretty good routine that works for us right now Mm -hmm. and where we are in life. 
we don't know how that's going to be like a month from now or, you know, next year. I mean, we're taking advantage of your, your product here, you know, like we're really like trying to uh, schedule everything on your organized wife binder thing. And we're, we're practicing what we preach, you know? And so I think with that, it, it just kind of works out for us, you know? Yeah. We're taking, we're taking each day at a time, mm-hmm. but also knowing that, you know, Everything is not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be the way we expect, but it's really how we come up from it that mm-hmm. will, you know, determine how we how our outlook is on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite date from the last nine years? And you guys can have totally different answers on this one. Oh my gosh, a favorite date? Wow. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Or one of just like one of your favorites. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. Well, favorite. this. I don't know if it would be considered a date. Maybe it is a date too, but um, this was probably two years into our dating. Um, and for my husband's birthday, well, actually a few months before his birthday, I had asked him, I said, you know, what is something that you've always wanted to do? And, you know, kind of like what, what's on your bucket list? Just, sh- you know, shoot it at me. What What is it that you want to do? And the first thing he says is, you know, I think it'd be fun to go skydiving one day. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And so, you know, with his birthday coming up and everything, I surprised him with a skydiving trip. And so we both ended up going skydiving. But the thing is, I didn't tell him we were going skydiving until 30 minutes before we did it. <laughs> and oh you know, diving, that's pretty risky stuff. You know, you're falling like, like, you know, super fast and you're super high (laughs) from the ground and I remember telling him and his expression was like we're going skydiving I'm like yeah this is what you wanted to do right this is something you always wanted to try and he's like yeah but you can't tell me 30 minutes before because I could die from this (laughs) you you have to tell me something like this ahead of time if my life isn't you know at risk (laughs) and then when he said that I was like oh I didn't think of it like that (laughs) Because I was totally fine going into it. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm excited. But then again, I did know about it like three or four months before. So I had time to mentally prepare myself mm-hmm. where he had 30 <laughs> minutes to do it. But, you know, we both had a really good time and mm-hmm. it was a really amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that, you know, we really both had to take a leap of faith, on, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just like getting into a relationship and, you know, mm-hmm. getting married. Like it, it really is a leap of faith. And sometimes you're going to be falling. And you don't know what's going to happen, but you just got to trust and know that, you know, the other person's there right alongside with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're both falling at the mm-hmm. same rate. You know, one person isn't left behind. Um, so it was definitely like mm-hmm. a really fun learning experience. And oh, we definitely was. had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think once we came down to the ground, my husband's like, I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> once was good for me. Yeah. <laughs> you? Uh, favorite date. Uh, there's so many that I can't count. But one of the most memorable times I had with you was when it's not considered a date, but we went on our um our honeymoon to mm. uh, the Bahamas mm. and uh, we had a date within that yeah. and we took, I rented a moped yeah. and then we just cruised around the whole island oh, and yeah. we we're just like exploring and you know, cause this is unfamiliar territory. So mm-hmm. we're just like going around the island and like we stopped into like a, a little, a rock pool area where yeah. it had like a rocky sandy area. And then there's like, the shallow waters. Uh, the shallow waters. Yeah. And in between those like rocky holes, there'd be like fish and crab in there. And we would like 
you know, go. Well, I didn't. He did. I, did. <laughs> I was standing. I was. I was standing next to the moped on the side of the road, and he just <laughs> went right in and started looking around and trying to catch, you know, fish and you crab know, crab and, and and all of that. But yeah, yeah I, that was fun. Yeah, that was we. That was a fun day. We mm-hmm. we discovered new things together and really mm-hmm. just didn't have a care in the world about anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just being able to spend time with each other. Yeah. yeah. What is it currently on your date planner or your last month? Yeah. So um, our last date, let's see, what did we, well. I took you out. Yeah. So I, I planned our last date. Um, yes. And Which, you know, all you men listening out there, make sure that you do at least <laughs> once in a while, you know, plan that spontaneous date for your, you know, your special woman. <laughs> yeah. So I took her out to a sushi date. You know, she loves sushi. Yes. So, and then after that, we went painting and whining. Yeah. Paint and wine. Paint and wine. wine. So we painted mm. up. We have our portraits right there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. That was that. Yeah, that that was a really spontaneous one because, you know, I'm usually the one that plans our dates, but to like, I had no idea what we were doing and it was just really exciting. And, you know, even, even though some people may think, oh, it's just paint wine, it's nothing special. But the thing that made it special was that it came from him. He was the one that was really being intentional about it and intentional about spending time um, doing it. And he ended up being the only guy there. So that even, that spoke even (laughs) more volumes as to, you know, how much he was really wanting to spend time with me. And he didn't care what we were doing or who we were doing it with. But the fact that we were just doing it together was, it it made it all the better. Um, But actually for, for November, I kind of, we planned out like some, some date ideas of what we were looking to do for this month. And we just had to have to figure out, you know, budget and timing as to what would work best in our schedule. Um, so I am actually a really big Harry Potter fan. Um, and so next yes, week, me too. you know, tale, week? yeah, well, <laughs> Tales of I mean, the Grindelwald is coming out. So we're going to be doing, you know, a dinner and a movie. Of course, we, oh, yeah, we yeah. usually typically will do like a dinner and movie um, just as our safe date. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, oh, what is it? I, I have to find it. But, um, you know, there's also an escape room that I think we're going to be doing this month as well as, mm-hmm. as part of our date. Um but I'm actually I'm actually really looking forward to that because I've never done an escape room before. Um, but being able to work together and figure all the clues to get out, I think I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of one of the dates that I'm really looking forward to this month. Before we move on to the last couple of questions. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge both of you for starting Discovering We and sharing your journey so openly and, you know, like talking about hard things like miscarriages and just being honest about it because it's not like you won a Ferrari, you know, it's not something that is something that you can necessarily boast about, but it's still so real and so human and it, those stories are incredibly needed. So thank yeah. you both. Thank you. <laughs> I would love to know what is one of your favorite things about your spouse. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I really love that my husband is a kid at heart. Um, and I say that in a very positive and a, in a complimenting way because he just makes me laugh at some of like the silliest things <laughs> that I can imagine little kids doing. And you seeing him 
behave in that way as a full-grown adult it's just so funny to me um and he has a really great sense of humor and you know when i say he's a child at heart you know he's so adventurous he's so curious he's you know so innocent in the way that he thinks sometimes and it really helps me get out of my comfort zone because i'm a very i'm a very reserved person i'm a very much of a planner i don't do a lot of spontaneous things i'm very much into my routines and my husband is very opposite of that. And I think that, you know, being married and being in a relationship with him has really taught me to be really open-minded and to be mm-hmm. adventurous, to be spontaneous, to take a risk sometimes. And, you know, there are great things that come out from taking risks, you know? Um, so I really love the fact that he is, you know, a kid at heart. And, you know, as he was mentioning our date in the Bahamas, you know, he's the one going off running into the water looking for animals and creatures and and everything like that. And I just sit back and I look and I I smile because, you know, it's that youthful innocence um, that really just makes life so much brighter for me. And that's something that I really learned to love and appreciate about him. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, the biggest thing I appreciate from you and uh, enjoy from you is that you're you put my life together basically <laughs> like we mentioned earlier you know we're complete opposites you know she's like you know she has all her ducks in a row and me i'm just like a mess you know like i'm like a, a wild horse and she's just there to tame me but then <laughs> no. but it's, it's one of the qualities why I, I like her so much you know because um you know she, growing up She's been the oldest. She's she's the oldest in her family, and she's she's had a, a you know all the responsibilities of her younger siblings as well. And so I, I I feel like you know I really need that in my life because you know like growing up with all boys, you know we're all just all over the place, and you know you never had like a set schedule, and um, and yeah, you know like you put my life together. I I can't say anything more or less. <laughs> What do you wish you knew sooner in your relationship? You know, I I wish that while we were still dating, I focused more on making myself a better person for him. Um, because there are things that, you know, I wish I knew before we had gotten married. Like, you know, he he's a visual learner, you know, and he can only handle one thing at a time. I can't be throwing 10 different things at him, expecting him to you know, have an answer to every single thing or to do every single thing, you know, I have to take it one step at a time. Um, And, you know, all of our differences, it's not, you know, even though we are opposite and we have so many different viewpoints on things, instead of seeing it as a negative in our relationship to look at it and see it as a learning opportunity or to, to see how can, you know, how can I be a better communicator? How can I be a better wife? How can I you know, be a better lover to him so that I am meeting his needs um, and not just trying to see how can I benefit from it. Because I would say, you know, I, at the time, I probably wouldn't have said it, but now looking back on those years when we were dating, you know, I was a very selfish person because I was always expecting something in return from him. Mm -hmm. And I was always um, hoping to, to, to gain something from being in a relationship with him. And I was always thinking about me. You know, I wasn't thinking about what's in his best interest and what is going to be better for him um, because I was so caught up on what can I benefit from mm-hmm. it. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wish that I would have learned to, to be more patient and to really focus on making myself a better person so that I can be, you know, the best friend that he needs or the best wife that he needs. Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, growing up with all boys, I, I wish I knew how to um, cope with her feelings um, and her everyday life, you know, because, you know, growing up as a guy, you're not, you're not, if you don't grow up with, you know, any sisters, you know, you don't know these kind of coping skills. And so I, I wouldn't know how to handle her, you know, her crazy day, you know, or if she comes home crying, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to handle it. You know, I would just, you know, logically break it down. <laughs> and sometimes for women, you know, <laughs> you don't need to hear that, you know, mm-hmm. you need to, you need a supporter and, um, someone to to have a shoulder to cry on and so that's one thing i I wished because it would have avoided a lot of uh arguments (laughs) and uh because instead of you know why why didn't you do this why didn't you do that why didn't you do that you know i could have been like you know hey honey it's okay you know i still love you cry on my shoulder Mm, there you go you know and um so yeah, that's that, that would be one of the things I wish I knew. Wow. Earlier. Yeah, I think a lot of people, wives are going to listen to this and be like, yes. And then a lot of husbands are going to listen to this and be <laughs> like, wow, I need to apply this to my life. So thanks for that tidbit. Yeah. Uh, what is the best relationship advice you have received or could give? So I have a few and it actually just kind of goes along with what my husband was just saying of you know, for women, we we are more emotional beings and men, they're more logical thinkers. And so it's important that when you are communicating with your significant other to respond to emotion with emotion and fact with fact, because when he responded to my emotion with fact, he was trying to solve my problems. But you know, I, I didn't need I don't need I didn't need someone to solve my problems. I just needed someone to let me know that he was listening and that he was there for me. Um so I think that that's really important for, for anybody, for all of us to learn how to communicate and how to respond with um, our significant other. Um, and then the second thing would be just to, to never stop dating, you know, mm-hmm. never stop the pursuit uh, because people are constantly changing. You know, the person that you married five years ago may not be the same person that they are today. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing apart from each other. But it's just an opportunity to learn more about each other and Mm -hmm. to discover new things about each other. Um, So, you know, to really keep your marriage muscles strong, you have Mm -hmm. to keep dating each other, even Mm -hmm. through marriage, even through, you know, hard times, even through having kids. Um, Because, you know, if your marriage is that important to you, then you won't ever stop putting the work Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the, uh, the best advice that someone gave me is that uh, I think you mentioned if you don't fight for your wife then someone else will. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very, it's like a very open-ended kind of thing where it just kept me thinking. It's like, Oh shoot. You know, if I don't fight for her attention, fight for her love, fight for, her, you know, whatever this day, if I don't win it, you know, then uh, I'm going to lose it, you know? And when I think about that, it's just like, I think about like, you know, all the divorce we have now these days and, you know, think about all those people who don't fight for their marriages. You know, that's that's gonna end up. That's what's gonna end up happening. And so, 
for me, I had to think, you know, shoot, I don't want that for myself. You know, I don't want her to go through that. So I don't want her, her to feel lonely as if she's not pursued by me. And because I'm, I'm her number one supporter. If, if I'm not there, you know, someone else is going to take her place, you know? And so that's, that's what one advice I would probably give to another. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> It's beautiful. Okay, last question. What does love intently or love mean to you? Yeah, we, we reflected on this question and my answer was, you know, it's it's kind of like growing a plant. Um, you have to water it every day because you, if you know that you water it, then it's going to grow, right? And then eventually when it's full grown, it'll produce fruit. And, you know, and the lesson here is that, you know, we're, we're doing things for each other so that we can grow our marriage for in the future, you know? And so that's one thing I would. Love, love intently to me is really about um, loving with a purpose. You know, we, you know, you can love your friends, you can love your family, you can, you know, love your neighbor. um, But loving intently is really a more purposeful way to love somebody. Um, because it's not just about friendship. It's not just about the relationship. It's it's on a deeper level, a deeper connection that you have with somebody. And, um, you know, it, it, and it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. You know, you can love intently with, um, you know, with your parents, with, with your sibling, with your best friend. And it's really about being intentional and being purposeful with your time. Um, because I think the biggest compliment that anybody can give is, you know, the is being being able to offer their time. Um, so really being purposeful and really being intentional about the relationship and about committing um, to loving somebody. Uh, it's, it's really powerful. And especially when you know that someone has the, when someone is loving you intentionally, you know, they are telling you that they choose you and to be chosen by somebody that it's, you, you don't realize it, but it is really profound to know that someone chose me, you know, someone chose you, um, you know, in a world of 7 billion other people, you are the one person that they want to be intentional with, who they want to have a purpose with. Um, so that that's what really what that means to me and to us. Thank you so much for listening today, friends. If you liked what you heard, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps other people find us. And if you haven't taken the love personality assessment yet, go to loveintently.com and take it real quick because it helps identify how you and your partner best love and communicate. And what's important about that is building awareness and providing language and vocabulary around your similarities or differences is so powerful. And if you're single, I highly recommend it too, because being able to understand yourself better allows you to choose better partners, but also communicate your needs when you are in a relationship and it enables you to thrive. Thank you so much again, friends. I really cherish your time until next time with love and intention. Mm